and we thank them for their service to our nation. And they all get emotional because most of them have never really been thanked for their service, especially those that served in Vietnam. Hey everyone, how's it going? This is uh, Jason Dennis here, uh, your host on a weekly basis for Run the Race. We talk about all kinds of things, faith and, and fitness, and uh, we just had Mother's Day. So uh, uh, thank you so much to all you moms out there. You do so much. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's, it's amazing. Uh, it's miraculous what you guys do on a daily and yearly basis. Uh, I love my mom. Uh, she, she did a great job putting up with me all these years. And uh, I guess I, I, I turned out okay, I guess. Um, but uh, so uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing her soon. I know uh, COVID-19 has had a lot of us separated, not being able to see our moms and grandmothers and those kind of things. And we, uh, the guest on this episode is a mom of four and a grandmother as well, and uh, she is the executive director of House of Heroes, a local military and, and faith-based um, nonprofit here in the Columbus, Georgia area. Uh, we're going to talk to her about all kinds of things, uh, including uh, you know her connection with the military and uh, how important her Christian faith is to her, uh, something that she helped put together called the Be Well Project, getting middle schoolers moving and, and walking thousands and thousands of steps each day. Um, some of her unusual athletic abilities, you're going to want to hear that uh, from Susan Wood. And also we talk about Run Across Georgia, which is a, a pretty much the biggest fundraiser for House of Heroes every year. It is an event that uh, I uh, took part in with a, a relay team uh, two years. And so I'm going to take you on a trip down memory lane. If you can just bear with me for about three or four minutes. Uh, here's a quick story from my very first episode of the podcast, episode one, called Motivation to Get in shape physically and spiritually, a little bit about my experience of uh, running across the state of Georgia. And part of the story includes um, going to the bathroom in an unusual place. So me and some of the TV friends and some other running friends of mine, we just we put a team together, a team of 12 with some alternates, some extra people added in there. And um, Team News Flash competed and run across Georgia, which from Savannah to uh, Columbus, across the state of Georgia, is 262 miles. So that's essentially like 10 marathons, essentially. 262 miles. <clears throat> we completed it twice, uh, one a couple years ago and once about a year and a half ago. And it's a, it's, it was an annual thing they put on here in this area. And it was really cool. And I'll talk about that a little more maybe in a future podcast about how we did everything with the RV and the food. And, you know, um, each of us had about five or six legs um, of about three to six miles each. And so you're talking about overall you're doing maybe 25 to 30 miles over the course of 36 hours. So after each, you know, four or five mile run, you'd have about a uh, six to eight hour break to maybe eat or um sleep. Uh, that, those are two important things in life. But I want to tell you about one little uh, crazy thing that happens. And, um, you know, because sometimes you can only prepare so much. We're going to talk about preparation and training a little bit. And how do you, how do you get there? You know, like I, I'm telling you about my story about, you know, getting started, but, but how do you do it? Right. And people say, well, how do you, how do you get started running? Well, we're going to talk a little bit about that. Just the simple way that anybody can do this. But before, you know, but, but, but the sometimes there's, you can only prepare so much. So 
on one of those legs, this is this is a crazy thing. Um, it's only happened to me once so far, and maybe it's happened to other people out there, but I'm not afraid to tell you about it. So on one of these legs, it's, it was about a six-mile run. It was in uh, Memorial Day weekend in Georgia on Run Across Georgia, and um, I'm completing this six miles through this country road, this highway, no police escorting like that. You're just kind of running. And uh, the car that's part of my team is supposed to pick me up at the end of that leg. Well, uh, about five miles in, my stomach starts churning, you know, really bad. And um, and I'm needing to use the restroom. Um, not number one, but, you know, I really need to use the restroom. So um, I said, well, let's, let me just get through this. God, just help me just get through this, get to the, the rendezvous point. And then I can get to the bathroom as quick as I can. Well, I got to the to the end of my leg, my miles, and my my guys weren't there. They had, I think, apparently had gotten lost getting to that point. So I saw this big um, RV and uh, ended up being another run across Georgia team. These were like the Rangers, the elites, something like that. So I knocked on the door, just desperate to go to the restroom. Um, and uh, I mean, when I knocked on the door, I told the guys, "Hey, I got to use the restroom." And uh, they immediately, <laughs> knowing that I guess what the question would be, they immediately said, number one or number two? So I said, number two. And so they almost were prepared because they handed me some wet wipes and said, good luck to you. I guess they didn't want me to smell up their RV restroom. So I was at the point of no return. I ran into the woods. Um, and um, laid some fertilizer down for the woods, and um, I was happy for that to be done. <laughs> and then my guys showed up, but um, it, it could have turned out a lot worse for me. So I guess you might say um, stuff happens. I'll just I'll just put it that way, right? <laughs> um, so, uh, but I, I haven't had to do that since then. Uh, but uh, you know, be prepared for anything, right? Uh, you never know what's going to happen when you're stuck out in the middle of nowhere in Georgia or wherever you live. And uh, speaking of run across Georgia, before we get to our guest, um, you know, I've I've had a chance to talk to some really uh, amazing folks about fitness and faith over the last year and a half on this Run the Race podcast, which you can find at WTVM.com slash podcast. Tell your friends about it. But, you know, speaking of, of guests I've had in the past, one is the founder of Run Across Georgia, which went on for 10 years before taking a little break the last couple of years. And uh, John Teeples, uh, who is uh, an amazing ultra marathon runner, he ran, ran across Georgia 262 miles solo uh, all 10 of those years. And so he uh, is just, you know, we, we look up to him as an, an amazing athlete. Um, at his age especially. So uh, he gives us a little story from uh, episode number 36, which is running across Tennessee and Georgia with Lazarus Lake and John Teeples. John tells us a little bit about um, how Run Across Georgia started. So, but you um, and, and, you know, and, and maybe a few others as well uh, ran that solo from, I guess, started from Columbus to Savannah, then the last year, Savannah to Columbus, the whole way across Georgia by yourself. Tell me about that solo event for you, because was that something that you were, like, excited about? I mean, that's, you're averaging about 50 miles a day for five days, right? Yeah, so, you know, how that evolved was, you know, when I started these running these long races back in the early 2000s, mid-2000s, and, and I've run a lot of them, and I think I'd already run most all the big events plus that Badwater event. You know, I got to a point where I got a little t 
tired of just running these 100 milers and I kind of wanted to do something different and I was on my way back from Savannah uh, taking my son over there to, to look at that SCAD school over there and uh, I was driving back and I just kind of had this brainstorm that said you know instead of running this 100 milers I want to run across the state of Georgia and as I uh, uh, I rolled that out to my, my friends that I ran with every morning. I said, you know, I run across the state. And this is back when we were having, you know, a lot of this uh, military action over in the Middle East, you know, after 9-11 and whatnot. And, you know, a lot of things uh, impacting the community and families and stuff. And I said, you know, I want to do something uh, with this to, to help, you know, the military in one way or another. So as we started talking and, and, and brainstorm a little bit, one of my friends mentioned the, the House of Heroes, and I I wasn't even familiar with them at that time. And so uh, it seemed like a good fit. They were helping the military, and uh, it had construction because they do repairs to houses. And I said, well, pretty good fit. You know, uh, this does something for the military. And, you know, my background's got, you know, repairs, maintenance, and construction. So, you know, I knocked on their door one day, and I said, hey, listen, my name's John Teeples. So I'm going to run across the state of Georgia in the end of May on Memorial Day weekend. Would you mind if I use your uh, your your group as a, as the folks that I'm going to promote, and maybe if someone wants to give me some money, I'll donate it to you. And they looked at me a little crazy. <laughs> You're going to do what? And, uh, and I said, Yeah, I'm going to run across the state. And, and they said, Okay, and walked me watched me walk back out the door. And we didn't talk a lot. For the next couple of months, I did some training. And then as we started getting a little bit closer, I reached back out to him. I said, this is really going to happen. This is what we're going to do and how we're going to do it. And uh, long story short, that first year, it was just me by myself. And my the friends that I ran with, they they supported me by running with me while we, we trekked across the, street, uh, across the state. So it was me, my wife, my daughter, and, you know, all these running buddies. And basically you know, four, three, four days later, we, we got to the end. We In this particular year, I dipped my toe in the Chattahoochee, and I ran all the way out through Savannah, out to Tybee Island, and then ended up dipping my toe or jumping in the uh, Atlantic Ocean. So <laughs> after we did that, that was the birth of the event. That we said, okay, let's let's do this again. Let's figure out other ways to do it, get more people to participate and, and invite teams and stuff like that. And again, the rest is kind of history. The the next year, there were maybe four or five individual runners, four teams, and you know we we raised you know from the very beginning ten or fifteen thousand dollars a year. And then it just slowly started growing to thirty, forty, fifty, hundred thousand. I think the last year we we raised about two hundred thousand dollars. So and this is for House of Heroes, which you know they they do renovations free of charge for like uh, maybe a, a veteran or a military widow, public service. Um, you know, uh, somebody who, who gave you know to our country or to our city, and so uh, and and they they do that round round the year. It's, it's yeah, a great that's organization. Right. That's right. And speaking of House of Heroes, the guest for this episode of Run the Race is Susan Wood, who is the executive director of that nonprofit right now. She was born and raised in the Columbus, Georgia, Phoenix City, Alabama area, growing up a Christian. And um, she has, uh, you know, worked different jobs, uh, including, uh, you know, 
teaching piano lessons for, for decades and, and uh, very involved in, in, in school things. But then she got involved with House of Heroes. Uh, with uh, She's got some family that fought in World War II. And uh, so she began working with them as a volunteer in 2006 and then became executive director in 2015. So she's been in that job for the last seven years. Uh, like we said earlier, she has four children and uh, um, a husband who likes to run as well. She, she prefers to walk. Um, but uh, again, Susan's great. And we talk about Run Across Georgia, which I'm so glad it's back. You heard John talking about it earlier. This time around, it's 277.2 miles. That's because it's starting, it's about 15 miles longer because it's starting in Tybee Island instead of in Savannah, running all the way back to Georgia. You can have relay teams up to 16 people, so you can split all that stuff up. And the beneficiaries are uh, Mercy Med of Columbus, a nonprofit Christian ministry that helps folks that don't have insurance with their medical needs. And also House of Heroes, uh, which we talked about earlier. But uh, Susan talks about it even more and uh, so many other things. Well, I'd like to welcome to the Run the Race podcast, Susan Wood, the executive director of the Chattahoochee Valley chapter of House of Heroes. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, I'm so excited. You know I'm excited to be here. <laughs> exactly. Well, we're going to talk about a lot of things about, uh, you know, your uh, Christian upbringing and, and how faith, you know, plays a role in your life and, and military as well, being a part of House of Heroes, what that's all about. And there's something called the Be Well Project, which is a thousands and thousands of steps for middle schoolers. But uh, but first, uh, before getting to know you a little bit better, um, I want to talk about an event that's coming up in just a few weeks, uh, Run Across Georgia, which I uh, competed in and was a part of with a team uh, several years ago. It's running from essentially the Savannah area back to Columbus. Mm -hmm. So 260, and this year almost 280 miles, uh, usually as a team of eight to 10 you know, men or women splitting up those miles. Uh, but this year it benefits uh, Mercy Med, which is a, a local nonprofit faith-based clinic in town, and also House of Heroes which uh, helps uh, military uh, veterans and public safety vets and their widows and families uh, kind of rebuild some of their homes for free of cost to them, right? That's right. Everything's yeah. free for our veterans and our public safety. Yes, absolutely. So tell me about <laughs> Run Across Georgia, uh, because I know you've been a part, uh, you know, years past where you've been along the route mm -hmm. of these, you know, 260 miles over this long Memorial Day weekend. Tell me about the excitement for you, you know, now that it's back post, you know, COVID pandemic? Well, the Run Across Georgia was the most fun fundraising event we that I think I've ever been a part of because it was nonstop. It was going and there was a lot of excitement totally along the way. You know, the individuals would start on the Wednesday before Memorial Day and the relay teams would start on Saturday morning before Memorial Day. Yeah. So it was just the mix between the two. It originally started in Columbus. Yeah, yeah. So for several years it was at Columbus and we started the Infantry Museum and ran to Savannah. We ran down to Emmett Park, which was on Bay Street. And that was just, I mean, I loved running. Savannah's great. Who doesn't want to go to Savannah? <laughs> but then they decided, well, let's mix it up and come back the opposite way. So there's been multiple routes, a few changes, you know. So this year it is back in person. And if you have not registered your team, go ahead and do it. I promise you will have so much fun. As you know, it's a challenge, an ultimate challenge, but it's also fun. And you're raising money for two great causes. I will let you know that 
for probably the last four or five years that the Red Cross Georgia only benefited House of Heroes and then beyond that, we raised anywhere cleared between seventy and $100,000 wow, for House of Heroes. Now that, was, it sponsored half of our homes that we worked on. So that's how big the Run Across Georgia is for us. And the two years it didn't happen, yeah, we had struggles, but God saw us through it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's going to be uh, May 26th through the 30th of yes. 2021. So you still got you know several weeks more to register and get your team involved, or if you want to do it solo, perhaps. And 277.2 uh, miles, and you can have relay teams from eight all the way to 16, or cycling teams. And and a lot of times, you know, people think, man, that's a long way. You know, almost 300 miles. Um, but if you split it up and um, you know amongst 10 of your friends or whatever, you're talking about these you know 50 some legs. And usually they're about three to six miles each. So mm -hmm. it's it's a you know it's it's not you're not biting off too much. So for you, uh, you know, as somebody who um, you, you're out there and rooting them on and, and and seeing what people are doing, I mean, is it inspiring to see the folks out there running? I mean, obviously for great causes as well. It is very inspiring, and to see the community in which we run through. Sometimes we have volunteers from the community come out and set up a table or open their business for runners to be able to use the restroom, wash off their face. I mean, as you know, this is serious. This is Memorial Day weekend. And I've noticed every year, right before Memorial Day, and you probably noticed this too before the run, you had a little cool spell. Yeah. Where it might be a high of 78. <laughs> but it never failed Memorial Day weekend. You were in the 90s. It was none of that cool stuff anymore. It's so, the unofficial yeah. kickoff of, of, of summer, of even though. Summer. So, so uh, and that, that's because I think what you're contending with um, as part of this race that, that I've, I ran for two years in a row was, is the heat, but also the lack of sleep and trying to get food because you have time in between your running legs, but you're not you know, really getting necessarily true sleep. I know you've been a part of it for like the full weekend and hopefully you're able to get some sleep. Some sleep, some <laughs> sleep, but hey, it was too much fun. You know, it was great to go to every team start, you know, when they were started in Savannah and thank them for being out there. And that meant a start at 12, a start at two in the morning, a start at four in the morning, a start at six in the morning, <laughs> but it was so great. And then to travel the route and watch them as they go by maybe even keep some of them for going the wrong way if you timed it just right it's like no you don't go this way because you're on you're, you're with travel yes. you're on main mm -hmm. roads across georgia you and are. your son if i remember right mm -hmm. and may, may still be doing this this year usually kicks us off um, by singing the national anthem is yes. that correct mm -hmm. He does. I'm not sure what's going to happen this year. You know, starting on Tybee, we're changing a few things up, but Jake's always available to sing the national anthem. <laughs> you know? He loves doing yes. that. And um, you were talking about what this means to you. You know, a lot of folks, you know, when they're when they're donating, maybe to some of these teams, and they're they're raising funds for Mercy Med and House of Heroes. At least from the standpoint of your nonprofit military organization. Where does the money, how is the money being spent? Like, you know, in terms of you talk about these projects, mm -hmm. what exactly, you know, um, how will that money be used? With prices going up like they are right now for materials, especially with lumber, because we do a lot of fascia and soffit repair as well as building ramps. So a ramp that maybe used to cost $800 is now $15 to $1,800. Wow. So we use the money we raise to purchase the material to be able to better our veterans' lives. This past weekend, we built a ramp for a veteran. And this is, an, this is the perfect example. 
we changed their life. We changed the quality of their lives. He was not able to get out of the house. So to be able to replace something that was totally rotten and totally unsafe and to see the gratitude on his face, he can get out and go to the doctor now. He can roll down and get in the car, just making their lives so much easier. Yeah, and I encourage, you know, anybody, you know, if you, if you feel like you can't or don't want to be a part of, you know, like cycling or running across Georgia, you can donate to one mm -hmm. of these teams and, and help out that way because, I mean, it's, it's really such a fun, exciting event. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing all the pictures and all the, all the teams doing their thing. Uh, um, and we want to talk a little more about House of Heroes and, and uh, kind of you know, faith in the military, but uh, I wanted to get to know you a little bit, Susan. Um, and so we do a fast four. I kind of okay. prepared you for this oh, a little bit. Four, Some rapid four. fire, you're on the hot seat now. <clears throat> okay. um, so the first one is, what is your current job description at work and also at home? Oh, at home, that, that, that job <laughs> never ends. So Thanks. at work, I'm the executive director. So I kind of oversee all the, I love to be involved in all the projects. I love to meet all my veterans and know them as well as my teams. So when I started House of Heroes, I just volunteered, walked in the door and volunteered for a few months, became an employee. But as director, I get to have more hands on and actually help raise the money, which is so much fun. Yeah. And at home, well, if you're a mom, you're 24 seven all the time. And uh, I raised four kids. So it's just, uh, I still have one at home. Love having my children at home. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> but yeah, full-time mom when you get home. You know, yeah. you cook, you clean. I love to cook, so I make sure there's good food on the table. Yeah, and one grandchild, is that right? One grandchild who's okay. seven years old. Seven, okay, yeah. all right. That's, that's an exciting job right mm -hmm. there. Uh, the next one is, uh, we were talking about running earlier. Um, is there anything that you do routine-wise, weekly or whatever, to stay, you know, we talk about fitness on the podcast, to stay mm -hmm. physically fit? I walk. Walk. Okay. I walk and I do some stretches and things like that. As you get older, you know, you've seen the commercial, a body in motion stays in motion, mm -hmm. a body at rest stays in re at rest. And that is so true. So it's very important to get up and move around. You know, as we get older, we may not be able to, to run or do the aerobics like we used to, but to be able just to stay active, I usually walk six or seven miles a week. So, uh, okay, so we'll get out doing something with the family. Right, you could walk across Georgia, right? I could, <laughs> I could do that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, and the next one is, is, um, do you have a particular uh, spiritual or inspirational motto, something that you live by uh, in particular? I do. I do. It's, and if I could remember the verse, that would just be even better. I had it on my phone, you know, where it is in the Bible. It's be still and know that I am God. Yeah. I have that on my wall. Uh, I guess it was probably 30 years ago, a pastor came to one of the revivals at our church. And that was like one of his nightly sermons. And I thought, you know, we get so caught up in stress and everything going on. And if we just stop and be still, we can hear God's voice yeah. and what we need to do. It's so kind of like that, a two-step two process of being is. still be first. Be still and listen yeah. and know that God's in control. He's yeah. always in control no matter what we're going through. We just have to allow Him to do his work and his time yeah. and not rush it like we want to do. Yeah, and I think the COVID-19 pandemic has sort of forced people's hands mm -hmm. in terms of making us slow down and the things that maybe we thought were like, oh, we couldn't live without, were taken at least temporarily. So mm -hmm. it's it kind of forces you to be still, you yes. know? Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, and the last of the fast four is what is something unique about Susan Wood? Unique things that nobody knows about. Sure, sure, yeah. You know, like my ability to hula hoop, and I will challenge anybody right anybody. now. Anybody. So how? So what? What is your record? I don't. Or? I don't okay. know. I just could always do it, and I still can. Another thing, and I have. You could do. You could do it for like an hour or longer. Probably. And try to probably. Raise some money for Alcee. Oh yeah, I could do that. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, there's another thing I've always been able to do, and. We were at a family reunion and playing basketball. My sons were playing when one of them wasn't there. And one of my sons was, it was Jake. And I said, give me the basketball, I wanna show you something. I used to could throw it backwards and make the hoop. So I backed up, got myself situated, nothing but net. Wow. He did not believe, he's like, oh, I gotta videotape this because Jackson will never believe this. So I can do weird things backwards, like I could hike a football really well. I can throw a basketball backwards, right. forwards, no. Right. And I do cook well, so okay. I sing and play the piano. So you, those are things. You're not, you don't cook backwards. <clears throat> no, I okay. have to do that's forward. It's just the same a, for piano. Just a sports stuff. Piano, that would be tough. You and don't, maybe you don't I should walk backwards. Maybe there you I'd go. be better at Try. that. <laughs> exactly. Oh, we were talking about uh, House of Heroes earlier, and you uh, you know started off as a uh, you know as a volunteer there mm-hmm. um, more than. 15 years ago and uh, then you know working part-time and now obviously you've been executive director since 2015 mm-hmm. so tell me about um, you know do you have uh, you know family in the military or what is your what is your love of the military come from because obviously you know that's that's really a big passion of, of your organization my father was in World War II for a couple of years my brother was a retired he was a police officer for years um, Whenever I first went into the office at House of Heroes, I was just volunteering for a week because the executive director had, her mother was sick and she had to go out of town. So I came in, I sat down, I'm just kind of looking around the table and and I noticed name tags. And one of the name tags said Jack McCoy. Well, that was my dad's name and that was my brother's name. And I thought, God, is this some sign that I'm supposed to work here because it was so random so when Wayne Anthony, the founder, came in, I asked him, I said, why do you have my, my brother's name on a name tag? And he said, oh, he's actually on our board as part of the uh, you know, police department. And I had no idea. Wow. So just that and helping people in general, yeah. you know, I think that's always been something that I want to do is to make a difference. We all want to make a difference, but how do you make a difference? Yeah. And I, I found a way. And I have loved every single moment of it. And I'm sure for these veterans and their families, some of them are, are widows of some of our military heroes, public safety servants. Um, it, does, it, does it get emotional for them and for you guys sometimes in terms of because, I mean, you're doing simple things like, you know, painting or yard work or fixing this or that, you know, changing light bulbs even, those mm-hmm. kind of things. But for them, it just means, I'm sure, so much. It does, and and if, you, if you've been a part of a flag ceremony, you see where we present the flag that's been flown over the U.S. Capitol in their honor. And at that time, we read the story of the veteran, that little bit of a bio, and we thank them for their service to our nation. And they all get emotional, because most of them have never really been thanked for their service, especially, especially those that served in Vietnam, and especially the widows. You know, they were alongside their husband the whole time they were serving our country. And they were also part of that service and we want to recognize that. But like you said, every little thing helps. Most of them cannot 
they will, they will come to me later and call and say, I just can't believe that someone helped me that didn't even know me. Mm. But it's just that group camaraderie, whether it's a church group or whether it's an organization like TSIS or Wells Fargo, giving back to those in your community and feeling like you've made a tangible difference in their quality of life. And they are, they are so grateful. And there's nothing better than that feeling. And I, we've all gotten emotional during a flag ceremony, you know, especially if it's someone that you knew or you know, or just hearing the story and the struggle, seeing what they've gone through. Yeah. It's a great, it just makes you feel good. It does. And I know the pandemic has slowed things down in terms of the number of projects, mm -hmm. you know, financially or, or, or like social distancing wise you're able to do. But I know in the past, the goal was to try to do hundred projects in a year or more. So now, I mean, are you, are you doing them, you know, usually it's every Friday or Saturday or um, kind of are getting back to it now that things are kind of opening up a little more? Or? We are getting back to it. We actually have honored 13 veterans this year, which is pretty good over yeah. three months. Next month, busy every weekend. Gotcha. Uh, there's one week that we have Cascade Hills is coming out and they're going to do three projects in one week. So it's, it's getting back started again. Funding is coming in. We did struggle last year, but like you were saying, faith plays a big part in our lives. And just knowing God has a plan, and I just you know said, hey, if God, if it's your will that we continue, we're gonna continue. And there's nothing I can do about it, so I need to stop worrying. <laughs> and yeah, about that time, money started coming in, church groups came out, and uh, he's, he's seen us through, and we were still, able to touch lives during the pandemic yeah just and in a different way absolutely and service whether it be you know serving in the military or service like being a volunteer for an organization like this you know the, the christian faith really lines up with that a lot you know people's you know idea of like i want to do something bigger than me bigger you know uh and i want to i want to help others not just help myself um so for you you know is does that play a major role as, as well in terms of why you do what you do and, and why you, um, you know, kind of growing up, you know, in, in, in the church and now getting to do stuff that where you're really like serving other people. Mm -hmm. It definitely has played a huge part because as a Christian, God wants us to help other people. And we all find different ways to do it, whether it's in church, teaching Sunday school or leading vacation Bible school music. There's all kinds of ways that you can give back as well as minister to those in need. And when we go out to the projects, church groups can pray with the homeowner. I mean, you never know what's going on in someone's life. You have no idea looking from the outside, looking in the struggles they may have. And just being able there to talk, to be there to talk to them and listen to them and pray for them. And they do, they all embrace that. Absolutely, yeah. And I know that for you, you know, you've been involved in a lot of different things. You talked about, you know, playing piano at church since you were a teenager, right? Fifteen, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Long doing time that. Ago. And you know, also you talked about being, you know, how being a mom obviously is is, is a, in such an important role, if not the most important for you. Um, and um, involved in PTA at several schools, and I know it's so important for parents to get involved. But you also um, told me earlier about how you were part of something called the Be Well Project, which you know we talk about fitness on the podcast, uh, and this involved middle schoolers and 
I remember back in my day, there, there was the presidential fitness test. You would have to meet certain requirements and run a mile or whatever else. So tell me about this because, you know, a lot of times kids nowadays, especially at that age, they're playing video games and they're spending a lot of times, you know, indoors, just, you know, not moving. That, that's true. This was the most, I love events like this because you get to work with kids, you get to help them out, you're working in the schools. So when I was part of the Muskogee County Council of PTAs, we wanted to do something related to fitness, but you know, where do you start, how do you do it? And I actually knew some people at the Columbus Research Foundation, and they wanted to get in the schools. So it was a perfect relationship because I was able to meet with the leadership at the different schools and the school district to talk to them about the program. Uh, the age of 12, when kids are in the seventh grade, that's when they are most vulnerable to, to get type 2 diabetes. Hmm. I didn't know this. Yeah. So very important to watch their eating habits as well as exercise. So we kicked off the Bewell Columbus Project probably in November, had several months for them to walk virtually, you know, to log in. We gave them pedometers from Columbus to Microsoft headquarters in Washington State. Wow. So that was, I don't even remember how many miles that was. Acro now. Across the, it the was U.S.? Across the whole U.S., yes. Yeah, so all the way over there. So they had to log in their steps. And there were 12 middle schools, um, you know, multiple seventh grades in each middle school that participated. And the grand prize winner, I mean, this was so great because the Research Foundation wrote a grant. So they got oh, over $250,000. So the winning class, they all received a We Fit. Because here you are talking about gaming. Sure, sure, yeah. Well, who didn't want a We Fit back then? That was a big thing in 2008 and 2009. So they were able to get, everyone got a We Fit. They got new tennis shoes. They got a t-shirt. They had a pedometer. But we taught them over that course, not just walking, <coughs> but also when they had to eat. So they had, you know, like the red light, the yellow light, green light, like, you know, we posted it in the lunch rooms, <laughs> like these are not good foods. So we tried to teach them. So of course the winning class was at Arnold Magnet, not just because I had a child there because her class <laughs> didn't win, but you know, the support of the teachers and the leaders in the schools were so important to the success of this. And I mean, I, I love Muskogee County Schools been involved with so many of them, especially through this project, and we have got a great school system. And this was uh, a little more than a decade ago, mm -hmm. but students had to walk 10,000 steps a day, is that, that right? Or at, at least, it. right? That was pretty much it. And of course, it was on the honor system. They had to go online, log it on. Gotcha, gotcha. Back then, I guess there wasn't <clears throat> as much technology in terms of like, no, like Fitbits and stuff no. to keep up your steps. You just had to- <laughs> You had a pedometer. We gave everybody a pedometer, and we had, a bee well mascot, there was a bee, big bee. <laughs> His name was Stinger because we let the middle schoolers name the bee. It was just so much fun to check in with them. And like I said, they only had a few months to do this. And then we rewarded the school and recognized the principal and the teachers involved and all the kids. So very, it was a great program. Hopefully it taught them something and they're all in better health today because of that. Yeah, I mean, how, how important, you know, you've got, obviously these are what, 12 and, or pre-teens mm -hmm. and, um, and they're learning about the, the value of fitness. But do you think that that's something that 
maybe the kids doing something like this can teach us adults something about because we get so busy and we're spending a lot of times you know, uh, on our couch or behind a computer, that kind of thing, because it's so important, like you said, just to kind of uh, in motion, right? That's true. Very, very important. Get up and stretch. Do something when you're sitting in that chair, you know, to get your little brain going again, because we know exercise improves your memory, improves your brain, everything. Yeah. So, you know, your role as, as mom and now grandma, grandma what, do you, what do they call, what does your uh, seven-year-old call Nana. you? Nana. Nana. Okay. Yeah. So now as, as a <laughs> wife and mom and Nana, um, with those roles, I mean, do you stay pretty, you know, active in terms of, you know, spending time? Because obviously your kids are grown now, mm -hmm. but I mean, is that something where like now that you've got a younger grandchildren, maybe, who, who knows, maybe more on the way in the future, uh, that's something that will keep you, you know, active and, and young and, and, you know, that kind of thing? I'm sure it will. It <laughs> definitely keeps me young at heart. You know, you're only as young, you're as old as you feel or as young as you feel. So I think that definitely plays into a part of it. And I do teach my grandson piano. Okay. That is very rewarding because he practices better than any other child I ever had. <laughs> he does a great job. I love it. Yeah, and speaking of that with music, you know, obviously it's been a part of your life for, for many decades. Um, and so tell me about, you know, how, what, what, what got you into piano and why that's been such a, a love for you. Uh, music is a big love for me. It really is. So I started taking, I didn't start taking piano until I was 11 years old. So in the scheme of age, I was older. You know, yeah, a lot yeah. of my friends at that time, it wasn't uncommon for them to have started taking piano at seven, eight, and I was older. But I think in that I really wanted to do it. So then I started learning hymns which got me a job at a church because a friend of mine was playing at a church. She said, hey, you should come play. Now I can say, you can play all day, but when somebody sings along with you, it was hard. <laughs> it was harder than I thought it would sure, be. Sure. But so all my kids love music. They all sing. They were all in chorus. Uh, as you know, Jake's minister of music at Northside Baptist. I mean, uh, they all sing. And the, I think the most joy I had was having all the kids and I sing together at church. Kind of like the Partridge family. I know I'm dating, <laughs> dating myself there, but I always wanted that, you know, family singing, and I'll go ahead and answer it now. No, my husband does not sing. <laughs> <laughs> the Partridge family, is a, they don't, uh, come on world. That's it. I, see, That's I, it. See, I, I, I know it, you. yeah. Listen to you. <laughs> um, so, so he does not, do you sing as well? Yeah, okay, I sing. So, but, but he does not. No. no, no not, does no, not make a joyful no, noise. No. I, used I know, to always, I know he runs. Or he used runs, to, he, so does he does that, do that. He's, and he cycles, but yes, I just, you know, my kids grew up listening to the music that I liked to listen to, and then, you know, over the years now, I don't really know that many popular songs, because <laughs> most of my songs are on Christian radio, sure, or sure. in church, and those are the ones that we learn and love and uplift us. Music has power. Yeah. It has the power to lift your spirit, to to calm you down, I mean, it is just, doesn't even have to have words, but it just has a power, then that's one thing I just love. And you talked about your son being a music minister now. Mm -hmm. So for you as a mom, do you when, you, when you see your kids growing up and being a part of church or mm -hmm. being even on staff at a church, what does that do for you as their mother? I mean, you, you obviously raised them for, you know, until you know, they out of the house in their 20s mm -hmm. or whatever. So um, does that mean a lot to you to the, that they have stuck with their faith? Yes, I'm very proud, very proud. 
I grew up in church, but I really didn't start going to church until I was maybe five or six. And, but you know, my parents always took me. I became a Christian at the age of 10. Uh, so that was a very young age to accept Jesus as my savior. But also it helped me in my life as I grew because when things, just because you're a Christian doesn't mean things don't go wrong. They definitely go wrong, but it just kind of knows, gives you that calmness that you've got somebody that's there. God will always take care of you no matter how bad things get. So uh, having my kids remain in church is just, yes, yes, it makes me feel like, like I've accomplished something, but also just knowing that their faith is strong also. And, you know, and, and speaking of you know, kind of faith and connected to music and mm -hmm. also connects with like entertainment, you know, because you see faith-based movies and stuff nowadays. And, and I know you and I met years ago being on the board for a, a local nonprofit family theater, um, which, you know, does a lot of, you know, kind of family-friendly, sometimes mm -hmm. faith-based, um, you know, plays and musicals on stage. So being a part of that, I mean, obviously you love music. But, um, you know, mixing, you know, your faith and, you know, and, and Jesus with, you know, entertainment, whether it be music or, or like family theater, mm -hmm. um, how important is that as well? I mean, is, is that a priority for you when you like say, okay, do I get involved with this or not? Yeah. It does play a big part. I mean, it really does. Just like when you think about your children and who they're going to marry, you know, you, you want them to marry someone that has the same faith and belief and the strong faith that they have but just like with family theater a great organization but to be able to go and see entertainment that you can take your whole family to because in today's world you cannot just turn on television right. and watch just anything you it will start off very well but then the language and other things that happen they're they're not of god and it's very important that you keep yourself focused on what is pure and what is right Absolutely. You know, it's kind of like what, remember the old thing, what would Jesus do? Mm -hmm. Well, it's really true. I mean, if you're sitting there watching something in the back of your mind, you're going, I probably shouldn't be watching this. I mean, what would you do if Jesus <laughs> was sitting next to you? Would you keep watching that show, you know? So, yes, it's very important. Yeah. And, you know, and, and also important, you know, in, in the world today when, you know, it, there's so much that we have to kind of turn away from. Um, you know, it's, it's so important to have, you know, for unity. And, you know, House of Heroes brings folks together from all walks of life. And mm -hmm. you're getting to meet, like you said, you know, veterans and, and, and military families that maybe you would never have gone to their house or been able to meet them. So for you, you know, what, you know how, um, how do you think that can bring, because there's such a diversity with what you guys do. And, um, you know, and, and the, the military, I'm sure they're like, like man, I would have never met these volunteers come over to my house and because it's not you're not looking at color or in, or circumstance or anything like that it's just kind of just going to help somebody a stranger right that is true and you're right we don't look at color it's just they are all people they are all God's children and to be able to help as many as we've helped we've actually assisted over 1100 I think around 1154 veterans in this area but the people that I have met they blessed my life being able to go and meet them. And for some of them, they're alone. And we don't think about that, but having the volunteers to go in to talk to them, help around, 
It, some of them stay in contact with a veteran, you know, whether it's at Thanksgiving or Christmas or anything. They become, they become part of your family. They are your family. And if somebody wants to get involved, volunteer or donate to House of Heroes, or if they want to do the same and get involved with Run Across Georgia, which is Memorial Day weekend, what's the, what's the best place folks can go for that? They can call our office. <laughs> it's probably the quickest way. It's 706-569-7011. Look at our website, houseofheroescvc.org. You can donate there. Check out what, what's going on, any upcoming events we may have, uh, all kinds of ways to volunteer. You won't be running or, or necessarily walking all the way across Georgia, but you'll be no. a, a part of this because yeah. obviously it's something that, that um, is, is very helpful to House of Heroes. It is. It is. I want to stay involved the community. You, you drive that, even when I go to Savannah, not related to the run, I always drive the back roads because I just love the little towns and the people that have helped us along the way and getting, you know, stop and see them, say hey to them. Yeah. It's, uh, it's the way to travel. It's, it, it is, and it's, the, it is. it's a long way to drive, much less walk or uh -huh. run or cycle, yeah, right? it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much, Susan, for joining us. I appreciate it. I only wish you guys the best. House of Heroes is a, is a, a really great organization. I encourage folks to get involved with it, and uh, thank you for sharing your story. Thank you, Jason. I had a great time. I'm so glad uh, Susan came in and uh, looking forward to that event, Run Across Georgia. She, by the way, she did send me, uh, texted me a video. I'll try to put it up on social media, uh, a video of her shooting a basketball ba uh, backwards and swishing it. So uh, she's telling the truth. She can do it. And uh, so, you know, it's, you know, uh, applause for her for sure. Absolutely. Great job, Susan. And uh, looking forward to all those folks that are running across Georgia again. Not too late to register. It's a Memorial Day weekend, the end of this month. So you only got a few more weeks to go, but you can register. I mean, you know, try to do it solo if you want, 278 miles. But uh, you can do it as a team, a relay team, cyclists or runners. And I uh, go from uh, the Tybee Island area near Savannah all the way back to Columbus. Go to runacrossgeorgia.com to get more details or if you want to learn more about uh, the nonprofit she's in charge of where all this money is going, go to houseofheroes.org. And um, you know, even if you don't want to run or cycle or whatever or can't do that, you can donate to these great causes. Uh, Mercy Med as well. If you want to learn more about them, you can go to episode number 22 of the Run the Race podcast. It is a doctor fighting COVID-19 is focused on Jesus and the poor is the title of that one. And uh, so the, the doctor in charge of Mercy Med, uh, Grant uh, Scarborough, does a great job there. And uh, he has a really fascinating story. That's on episode uh, 22 uh, of, of this podcast. Now turning to our final segments here uh, on this uh, a few days after Mother's Day. Uh, we are talking about, uh, you know, we talked about military organizations like House of Heroes. Uh, there's some of that uh, involved in our parting gift and food for thought. I found a, an article on ESPN. Uh, it's actually a, kind of a press release from the Carolina Panthers. Uh, a, a star, superstar in the NFL, Christian McCaffrey, has a new foundation, and he's teaming up with Reboot Recovery to support U.S. active 
duty military veterans and frontline workers and their families. So, uh, and, and this is Military Appreciation Month in May, if you didn't know that. Well, McCaffrey, who is an all-pro already twice for the Panthers as a running back, he announced a new project of the Christian McCaffrey Foundation, their first actually, called 22 and Troops. It's going to focus on helping these active-duty U.S. military and veterans and frontline workers on you know coming back from difficult things, overcoming trauma, PTSD, and then that partnership with Reboot Recovery. Um, they that Reboot Recovery was founded back in 2011, and it's a faith-based and holistic intervention. They have courses and training, online tools for folks uh, you know that are in the military and their families, and uh, it, it's you know dealing with people that that have have faced a similar trauma. And so it's, it's a great job that Christian McCaffrey is doing. He says, "quote My own football season taught me some lessons in resilience these past few months, but that hardly compares to what these heroes face and must grapple with when they come home and make." their comeback so uh congratulations to him great work he's done he's he's got the pedestal he's got the platform as a superstar football player in the nfl and i'm glad he's using it to uh to help prop up our our military heroes all around the nation and our parting gift uh, deals a little bit with heroes, you might say. It's uh, from the Bible, Hebrews 13, 1 through 2. It says, Keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. So, you know, it doesn't matter if you know somebody or not. Um, you never know what they're going through. You never, it, when maybe they were in the military, um, you know, and, and, uh, and, and you never know what folks are going through. And, and House of Heroes, what they do is they go up to a stranger's house, somebody that's it's set up ahead of time, but they go and they, they rebuild, rebuild something for them for free. These are public safety heroes, uh, former military veterans and their widows. And so it's all about loving one another as brothers and sisters. We really need that in our world today. And you're showing hospitality to them. It's come almost like you're showing it to, to, to angels. That's what it says in Hebrews. So uh, a good lesson learned from the Bible. Now to our closing prayer. Dear Lord, uh, just thank you for, for all our military uh, across um, our, our world and our nation. We thank you for their sacrifices uh, they do for us. Uh, we just pray for, uh, um, you know, for, for us to learn how we can sacrifice for others, what we can do, Lord Jesus. And uh, whether it be, you know, uh, donating to a cause we enjoy or, or getting active and, and being involved in something that is, is for a, a higher cause. Uh, and Lord God, just uh, thank you for every step you allow us to walk or run or whatever we do in life. Uh, for, the, for the blessing you pour upon us, for, for just being able to do that, God, that, that uh, you give us so many gifts, and we just thank you that we use those for your glory. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you so much again for joining us for the uh, Run the Race podcast. Again, those references uh, from earlier, episodes 1, 22, and 36 of the Run the Race podcast. Go back and listen to any of those. And uh, we've had some great guests. Uh, our previous guest was uh, Trey Walker, a uh, photographer and explorer, a young man who uh, uh, told some great stories of, of uh, you know, living life to the fullest and, uh, you know, making everyday count uh, through, through faith and uh, traveling the world and taking some great pictures. And uh, looking forward to some uh, other guests we have coming up uh, that are uh, really inspiring uh, based on uh, what they do at their age and also uh, what, what they're doing um, you know, for, for other people uh, through whether it be at the gym or in uh, armed services. So you're going to want to hear those guests coming up 
uh, and the rest of this month. But until next time, hope you guys have a very blessed day.